Hi, everybody. Welcome to the decimation of your asshole on horseback. Uh, sorry, Chris G. <laughs> Just kidding. No, this is the used guys podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, we're working on T-shirts for that, uh, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm serious. I'm doing my best. OK, we've got a lot of wonderful guests lined up, one of which is here today uh, to talk to us about alternative energy, specifically solar in lieu in light of excuse me, of what's been going on uh, out west in California, where Brian's from. And of course, uh, notably in Texas, where, uh, and of course, some of our listeners have been suffering quite a bit because of the drastic cold uh, that y'all are not used to. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Brian. He's going to educate us. And this has, this is very important because, you know, we talk a lot about self-sustainability, about taking care of yourself, relying on yourself, you know, being off the grid, so to speak, and not being beholden to energy companies and things like that. It's really critical. So with that being said, California, Brian, the floor is yours. Please take it away. Thank you. So I've been on here before. I'm Brian. I'm from Southern California. Um, I do, I sell and used to install solar. Uh, now I sell battery storage and, and roofs and things like that. Um, the big thing in, in California these days is solar because your average electricity bill here is probably 200 to 300 bucks a month. And that's average. So that's, that's not in the summer when it's, you know, 600 bucks with air conditioning and stuff like that. Wow. So it's, you know, and, and those are still, that's, that's, you know, those are still without a battery. Um, and that's, that's starting to get really popular, especially down here. Um, people i've had people probably sold five um the, the ones i sell are the tesla powerwall but really any battery storage will will do um and so solar is great because it lowers your electric bill but if the grid goes down like we get fires here that's the big thing so when the grid goes down you're without power just like everybody else on your street it doesn't matter how many solar panels you have so do you guys get power outages out there um, on, on occasion, but yeah, it's, occasionally it's like, it, like maybe once a winter when it gets super, super windy, like there's been a couple of times where it went out for maybe three or four hours, but like, it's not real commonplace here. I remember one time when I was like in elementary school, there was a time when it was like negative 20 wind chill and the power was out for like probably three days. And we all had to go to like my grandparents' house because they had a wood burning stove and we all had to like stay in one room basically to stay warm. But that's like the only time that I remember that happening in my entire life that it's been like that long. If you do remember, guys, occasionally when we have a real bad thunderstorm or a tornado come through, it, we do get them. But not we're not talking about days now. We did have the, the uh, up. We're a little bit further south of Cleveland. Some of the people uh, in the Buckeye State who live closer to the lake, a lot of those folks deal with ice storms, um, specifically uh, like in Lake County and Geauga County, uh, Ashtabula. They get hit with really, really bad storms off of the lake because, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a very interesting thing, Brian. We, there's, there's a primary snow belt, a secondary snow belt, and a tertiary snow belt. We're like in between the second and the third. Chris is a little bit uh, – I think he's further, he's further down, so he's more in the third – uh, ring of yeah. the snow belt but man if you're in that in that one 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 and a half to two like you are getting hammered and the problem is also that um they, when they get out of power it's it's always like like uh brian with a y is saying 
Uh, it's usually in the winter and it's very uncomfortable for those people. Luckily, but like I said, down around here, sometimes we get a tornado or a real bad windstorm, but it's never days or weeks where people are dealing with not having power. Um, not like what they're or what they experienced, excuse me, in Texas. So yeah, that's about it. And I, I think it was Brian mentioned about the, the wood burning stove. Yeah. Um, I, that I, I wanted to, to reach out and talk to you guys about, you know, energy storage. Um, and that's, that's like the best way to store energy is like grow some fucking trees. <laughs> it's, and even if you don't have a wood burning stove in your house with a chimney and stuff, it's not really safe to burn, you know, wood and get all the smoke in your house, like start a fire outside and put a bunch of rocks around it, heat those rocks up and bring them, put them in your bed. Like that's what they used to do back in the, the medieval days is they had the big cast iron thing that they'd set under the mattress. They had so the bed stones. Exactly. So that's so fucking smart. <laughs> <laughs> is that's... this your first time hearing about the bed stones, Brian? I don't know, but like I at least haven't thought about it in a while. Oh, okay. okay. Well, no, I was. <laughs> oh, that hasn't crossed your mind. No, like, why? I mean, read a, a good book, thing. young man. No, hey, I've been reading a ton of <laughs> like, fucking books. Educate yourself. I'm, I'm gonna have to build more bookshelves because I've been out of space for a long time. But no, I was talking like yesterday because I, uh... oh shit, I was talking to somebody in my family, and. I was talking about like, oh yeah, I'm like trying to plant a garden this year because I was like, I don't think I've ever had a meal like where the entire meal wasn't bought at a store. It was like you grew the vegetables and like you got the meat from like somebody, you know, like it wasn't from Walmart or you went out and hunted it yourself. And they were like, oh yeah, like I grew up like that. And I was like, I've never had that. I'm like, I'm spending my entire life trying to undo everything that you've been <laughs> doing they've been trying to get away from that and i'm trying to learn how to do all that stuff but then yeah there's so much stuff that comes in like that that it's like i've never had to think of that but that's actually really genius like the bedstones thing yeah so that that's that's a low-tech way to store energy because really all it takes is water and sunlight and you know people in texas yeah they might not have a ton of water but you know they can usually once trees get down below a certain level, their roots, they, they start tapping into the, the groundwater and stuff like that. So you don't even have to, to water them. So that was, that was one low tech way to, to store energy. Um, the other thing is, you know, cause I was, I was talking to my, my uncle who lives in Texas and he was saying that he had friends that were calling him like, Hey, I don't have any power. Like it's 18 degrees in my house. What do I do? <laughs> He's like, well, do you have a wood burning stove? Nope. Okay. Well put that on your list and then go outside, put all, first put all your clothes on. Right. And then go outside, make a little hole in the snow and start a fire. And then heat up rocks, bring them inside. So that's, that's like a low tech way of, of doing it. There's also a, I think it's really interesting there. I think Tesla is, I know back when they had all the big fires in Australia, they deployed their, their like huge megawatt hours of, of battery storage there that they were able to shut off the power grid and do kind of, they call it uh, community or what is it? Microgrid. So <clears throat> 
I can see a, an instance in the future where, hey, you, you might not be able to afford power walls because they're like 14 grand. Um, and that's, that's for your, your lights and refrigerators. That's not even for your, your big, uh, you know, heat pump and stuff like that. Um, but I, I can, an instance where, Hey, you, you and all of your, your buddies and your little cadre, you buy a little one plot of land across the street and you install a shit ton of solar and a shit ton of batteries and you have disconnect switches on, on your block. And if the grid goes down, your block still has power and, you know, you can, you can finance all of it and you, you're getting all of your, your electricity from, from solar and you have, you know, off-grid capabilities and it's a commercial system. So the prices are lower, which I think, I think that's like one of the more interesting things that's, that's in the future. But the other thing, uh, I think the other thing I wanted to talk about too was, you know, I saw um, Brian's eyes raise when I said 14 grand. <laughs> so at definitely cheaper is, is a generator. Um, you can get a, a pretty good quality generator. That's, that's going to be able to, you know, power your, your heat pump, your fridges, your, your lights, your outlets for probably around, I'd say installed about half that, um, which I think is, is a, a great way to make sure that, Hey, you're not going to freeze to death in the winter. Right. Sure. And so, and, and the other thing I, I heard about was, um, people, Hey, they were, let's say they, they had some little propane heaters or something like that. Well, their, their house was 60 degrees and the, the power's out. So the refrigerator's not working and all their food went bad. Mm. <laughs> yep. And, and I'm not, I'm not trying to make fun of anybody, but like there's snow on the ground outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you could put it in a cooler out there, like you'd throw the snow inside the cooler, buy some ice and throw it in the cooler and leave the cooler outside or just put the shit in the snow. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's another, you know, low tech way of, of making sure that, you know, you're, you're prepared in the event of, of something is, I think the most valuable thing is, is the knowledge. Like we, we joked about, you know, a lot of people today wouldn't know how to start a fire if they had a big lighter and you know not too many people know that you can go to your your dryer pull the lint out and i keep mine in a little plastic bag right by the dryer because i never know when i'm gonna need fire starter um what are some other things well like one time um just as an example like um, my refrigerator, like well, the freezer was still working, obviously, but like it wasn't cycling down and like, you know, it was going to be a couple of days before I could get a new refrigerator. So I just like froze a bunch of, um, water and Ziploc baggies. And like, I made sure I kept the refrigerator door closed, but like, I put that around like my milk and my meats and like, just kept changing them out, checking on them to keep like the food cold. Like you can do stuff like that too. You know, there you go again, thinking critically. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing is um, if, if you see on the weather app, I check the weather probably more than I should, but 
hey, there's going to be this big storm, we might lose power. You really want to, you know, everybody rushes out and buys a bunch of canned goods and things like that, which, yeah, those are great. Like Chef Boyardee tastes amazing. Um, but, and, and you can eat it cold, but you can, yeah. <laughs> even perishable goods, if you, if I don't know what the exact percentage is, but if you keep your fridge, you know, as full as you can possibly you stuff stuff in there, it's going to hold that temperature for a lot longer than if you had, you know, your milk and eggs and that was it in your fridge. So that's, that's gonna, that's gonna keep that temperature more stable and it's not gonna, you know, spike when you, when you open the door and then it takes time for the, the heat to, or the, the cold to come out of all of your, your goods in the free, freezer fridge. So that's, that's another option. And the, the other thing that I've been to, and to move a little bit away from like winter storms and into California, we get huge firestorms, which is probably 90% government caused. And if it's not government, it's the uh, government monopoly utilities that, you know, are, well, they're granted a government, a, a monopoly by the government. Of course. But <laughs> Proxy. The, the California public utility commission. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the other option, because, you know, then you're really worried about your food going bad because you can't just put it outside in the snow and, and let it stay cool. Um, one of the things I've been doing with this girl I'm dating is uh, she has a pressure canner and we can all kinds of stuff. And I didn't realize that you could can like meats and they don't need refrigeration. That was something I just learned like last week. So if, if you, you do have to it's a little bit more difficult than a, a hot water bath when you just like can your vegetables or whatever. Um, but you can, you can can, we can a bunch of chicken that we slaughtered like last weekend. So that's, that's kind of the, the other side of it. Um, and then, you know, in a, in a perfect situation, you're going to have enough solar and either batteries or a generator to where, Hey, you, don't even realize that the grid went down. We had a, an outage last year during the fires where the power was out for three days. And the only reason I knew was because my phone dinged and my Tesla app said, hey, you're on battery. So my, my lights didn't go out. It was, it was awesome. That is great. Um, let me ask you a question as far as um, portable solar technology. Uh, for example, when uh, my wife and I went down to Hawking Hills, which is a wonderful, beautiful place to vacation at. Um, it's in the uh, Appalachian foothills. Uh, Brian's familiar with it uh, because it's not too far away from Athens, which is a, is a really nice college town. But you're starting to get into the Appalachian Plateau at that point. Well, you can have Verizon, AT&T, and whatever the fuck, T-Mobile all at once. And there are places in that area where you're not going to get any service whatsoever. And I always was worried that even like even if you can't get service, you still have GPS where you can at least navigate with a map or use the compass application, let's say. But what if you what if you run out of power? Well, I had one of those portable solar um, batteries that I would take with me. So, you know, worst case scenario, I would have a flashlight and the ability to charge my device so that at least I could walk around even if it was a cloudy day and I couldn't exactly make out like with either stars or by the sun where I was going, at least I would have the compass 
to be able to, you know, to guide me. You can't really do unless you have a real one, which I used to. I don't know what happened. I think my kid got a hold of it. And well, that's the end of that. Um, I, I, I'd like to know about portable solar technology. So let's say you like to camp. Um, Brian likes to camp a lot. Uh, he enjoys going out there. Um, there's, we have friends of ours that absolutely enjoy camping. Are there portable solar options? Not, you know, not, I'm not talking about running a, a fucking air conditioning or anything like that, but portable power so that you could charge devices and at least stay in contact with people if you chose to do so, or, operate a remote podcast while you're on vacation i'm you know i'm sure your uh spouse would love that while you're trying to you know pay attention to her you're still trying to podcast but nonetheless what are what are some portable options for people that they should look at you know in case they got like everybody has a bug out bag right you got a bug out bag when you're ready when the poop hits the air conditioning you pick up your bag and your non-existent rifle and you know stuff that you didn't lose in the lake and you run and you go but nobody thinks about the power option and you know I don't, I'm not familiar. That's why you're here to educate us. What are some portable options that people can look at? That, that's a great question. Um, I don't know like actual brands and stuff. They, they absolutely make little, uh, you know, they're like this big solar cells with a, a battery connected to them and, and you set it out in the sun and take a nap during the day or whatever and your your battery's charged and it has the little usb cables that come off of it i don't know if those are those will give you enough uh wattage to charge up like a a laptop or something so you could keep podcasting um but you can you can definitely get enough um get enough wattage to be able to get a charge on your phone so if it's like dire straits you're you you broke your leg when you were hiking and your phone's dead like you give it a day and yeah you'll be in pain for a day but you can you can make a phone call and and get rescued um my little anecdote my dad went to he went to peru it's peru and built a an off-grid solar system for an indigenous tribe down there that it they had never had like continuous electricity they had a little generator um but that was and they ran that maybe once or twice a month and he he took like i think he took like 20 of those little portable chargers down with them and eh, solar power portable charger and was was giving them to the the tribesmen because they'd go out on hunts and it's crazy everybody down there they all had cell phones which i was like Okay. <laughs> That's a different story for a different day. But um yeah, it's it, those are those are a great option for you know, if if you do like let's say the the ATF comes to your house and you know, you see them coming up your driveway and you have enough time to grab like five things. Well, first it's probably going to be cell phone, second is your your non-existent um gun and the third would probably be you know a lighter and then the fourth would would a, a good option i think would be water pur- purifier and then a way to well you have your your lighter so you could purify water but yeah a, a good option to keep in that bag would be like a little solar portable charger so you can keep your phone charged and and things like that. 
So if somebody wanted to have like a solar, you know, they decided, you know, I really want to switch to like a solar, you know, powered home. Um, what would that look like in terms of price and, um, you know, installation, uh, you know, labor, things like that? Like how long would it take? So the, the, the big thing is, you know, the cost of the panels, um, you guys pay a lot less for your labor out there than, than we do in California. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really based on your electric bill, but just, you know, ballpark. Somewhere around 15 grand. Um, but there's, there's also a tax credit, which is until the end of the year is 26%. So, you know, net cost is like 11 grand and that's, that gives you enough to, well, in California offset like a two one fifty to $200 a month bill for you guys, probably closer to hundred bucks a month. Um, and that's, that's just the, the solar and, and batter or not batteries, solar and panels, labor and stuff like that. And what can you run off of that? Like housewise? Um, California, that's about a, that's like a, 1800 square foot house with air conditioning that they they're pretty conservative with their air conditioning so they don't they don't set their house at 70 degrees in the summer and you know 70 in the winter they they kind of put it closer to 76 in the summer and and 68 in the the winter but um i think solar price since since i started installing solar back in 2008 it's gone down significantly and the, the technology has gotten so much better. Um, and there's all kinds of programs. So there's the tax credit. There's also a ton of financing companies. So, you know, and we do, we do, we also do solar in New Mexico and the, the amount of like the bill is, is usually, a little bit less than California, but they're using almost, almost twice as much power. And, uh, you know, but, but we do, we did just sign with a loan company out there and, you know, people are, are saving like 20, 30 bucks a month, which is, is 20, 30 bucks a month that you can spend on, on saving money for a generator. So that's, I think that's, you know, it's a lot of people, I, I talk about this in my sales, people have it in their head that, oh, solar costs $40,000 or solar costs $50,000 or solar costs whatever price. And that's, it's not the case. It's really based on how much power does you and your family use in this home. So it, it is a little bit customizable, but you're, you guys out there would probably, probably be paying right around three dollars and this is this is dumb solar math but three dollars and fifty cents per watt and our average panel wattage is four is a 400 watt panel and so those are 1400 bucks each um and you don't need you don't you don't have to go a hundred percent of your electricity i i usually tell people here that you know, our, our utility 
prices in 2019 went up by 11 and a half percent in one year. Wow. Yeah. So I tell people you, you want a hundred percent here because who knows what they're going to raise it in 2023. It, it could go up even more. So those, those 50 kilowatt hours that we're not going to produce each month could end up costing you 50 bucks. How long do you think before they, they make solar power, uh, something that you have to do because you know as time goes on um in the building process and the green uh you know buildings and things like that and energy uh restrictions and you know trying to like not be reliant on fossil fuels and things like that like do you foresee solar power becoming a standard across the board that people will just have to do so that's, that's already the case in California. If you build a new home in California, you have to have solar on it. And I think, you know, with the, the AOC wing of the Democrats, I mean, if we look at some of the stuff that's, that's happening today, it's, I, I can't see, I can't see the Republican party going back to, you know, love him or hate him, Ronald Reagan, which we all know how much of a tyrant he was, but mm-hmm. they're, they're total sold on Trump if you watch the CPAC. And I can't see the Democrats really ever electing another, uh, another person like Joe Biden, um, even though he's, he's kind of in his older age, he's become more and more of an authoritarian progressive, I guess. <laughs> um, so I, I, I do see that you know, at the expense of sounding like an alarmist, I, I think that that's coming down the pipeline and it's it's going to come pretty quick. I feel like they're going to try to get as many jabs in as they can while he's in office because everybody's starting to realize how full of shit the whole process is. And it's like, it's been obvious the whole time, but it's like, for a lot of people, it's like, oh no, like never again. So, yep. So you, you can take it run- you could run your whole house power, like everything that you do on a day-to-day basis, just off solar. Like if you chose to, you could do that. Oh yeah. And, and that's what my, my house runs on a negative. So the, the, and I, and I have a well and a pool and my brother charges his car here. So it's, I do have more panels than I normally install. I have 54 panels. Um, but you, and my bill was, my bill was 600 bucks the first month I moved in. And I think that was in a May. And so that's, that's not even getting hot here yet. And yeah, you can, you can, most homes, you can roof mount enough panels to, to offset your entire bill. Now do like, oh, sorry. uh, I was, I was just, it's, it's really nice when you open your bill and you see like negative $12 on it. <laughs> I was just going to ask if like, I know, cause I know UV penetrates clouds, but does cloud cover affect your ability to harness energy at all? Or it, it okay. definitely does. Um, you'll still produce power. It's just not nearly as much like we, we had rain all day yesterday and my, my solar was producing like 25% of what it normally does. That's like a, uh, 
I didn't realize that Ohio is actually, as far as states go overall, one of the cloudier states. And that's why they put like Dayton Air Force Base in was because they were worried about people trying to bomb it. And it had statistically like the best cloud cover, like ratio compared to all these other places. So that's why they no put shit. It. Really? Yeah, that's I mean, somebody told me that and it made sense. But like, <laughs> I can't remember where or when. But I think it was like. I think it was while I was at college. So I'm assuming it's backed off of something, but like, yeah, think about it. It's cloudy here all the fucking time. It, 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 it is. It is. And here, you know, the other thing too, and not that um, we're like, you know, watermelon uh, greeny weenies, like, you know, green on the outside, red in the middle, um, you know, you know the, that cover for communists trying to manipulate the economy by using, you know, environmental concerns, but this is a legitimate way to, uh, help not only yourself and your bottom line, but it's clean, right? I mean, this is far cleaner than having something that's operated by coal. And I'm not knocking coal, but if, you know, we're concerned about the future of the planet, sustainability and all of those things, solar energy. And like you, I was going to ask, and uh, you already answered it, the call, I remember when I was a kid, when it was first big and I'm not like, I remember when I had a solar powered watch and I thought it was the raddest thing ever. I'm like, this doesn't even need a, it doesn't need a fucking battery. You know, that bitch, I don't even need to get a new battery. I just put it underneath the sun and the watch <laughs> works. And that was the coolest thing ever. It was one of the calculator ones too, where it was like the size of my hand and it had all of the, I could do math on there, even though I really never did. I just wanted to look cool. But if you needed uh, to, but if I needed to, the option existed, but this is a sincere, sincerely good way to, I I, mean, I hate to use the And just because the rabid communist left uses, is into this cause doesn't mean that you have to be against it because they like it. There's nothing wrong with reducing a footprint. There's nothing wrong with you with not using fossil fuels. With uh, there's nothing wrong with reducing uh, emissions into the environment since we got to breathe that shit. You know what I mean? I mean, we won't even get started with the Great Pacific Garbage like, Patch. I mean, I don't want to get that. Yeah. Well, and like really, ultimately, like you said earlier, it's about the idea of being self, like reliant, self-sufficient. That idea alone, like you know, the possibility of being off-grid and being self-reliant and not having to worry about you know big daddy state providing everything for you like that should be appealing to a lot of people so like you said definitely don't let the uh environmental bent on the idea of like solar or you know renewable energies like it's a fantastic idea and why wouldn't you want to be more self-reliant so like i think that it, it could appeal to a lot of people yeah for sure. absolutely and you know, I, I, I'm San Diego. So I've said Southern California before, but San Diego. So there's, it's, it's a military town, but it's also there's, there's lefties that didn't like LA anymore. They wanted a little bit quieter kind of suburbs to raise their kids and stuff. And so I'm meeting with people almost every day that, you know, you, if, if you pull up to the house and there's a big Trump flag, you're like, okay, I know which angle I'm going to take. Um, <laughs> and if, if you pull up to the, and they got the Bernie sticker on their car, you're like, okay, I know which angle I'm going to take, um, but <laughs> it's doing your job audience. for you. A good salesman knows how to read his client. That's right. good. <laughs> but it's, you know, there, there's, there's really something for everybody. It's like, okay, do you want, you know, even the, the libertarian agorist anarchist crowd, it's like, do you really want the, the government to be able to tell you that, you know, you have to pay this company money because, 
you know, they not only, okay, they, they produce the power, which is cool, like awesome. Um, but they, they also own all the power lines. So you have to pay a transmission charge. You have to pay for their distribution, which that's what caused the fires up in Northern California, I think two or three years ago. Um, and it's all that stuff has been paid for like 50 years ago. So why are we still paying for it? And well, that's, that's like, sorry to interrupt, but that's okay. like, that was like the big problem down in Texas is their infrastructure is so old. Like you said, it's 50, 60 years old and this, inf especially in Texas, because they weren't prepared for all that cold, but like the infrastructure was only really designed to last about 50, 60 years consequently. So like that, that's a big problem too. And like you said, we're, we've continually paid we've subsidized them over and over again. And yeah, it's cool. They produce the power, but I mean, it's the same way with the telecommunications companies and like the, you know, your internet providers, like the infrastructure is fucking trashed and we've paid for it over and over and over and over again. So the idea of being able to break away from that is like, yeah, that's, that's a, a good angle to take. <laughs> and, you know, the, I, I think I actually heard, I stole this and, Jack Spearco helped me get a sale, but um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know who, do you know who Jack Spearco yep. is? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, he, he was talking about how he, he bought, he was advising people to buy land that isn't hooked up to utilities because usually it's significantly cheaper and then install whether, you know, I'm sure, oh, I, I don't know. Do you guys get a lot of wind there? Oh Sometimes yeah, yeah it sure yeah. fucking seems like it got yeah, parts we, of it. Yeah, like yeah, we get a good amount of wind. Like, like I think the tricky, it gets a lot. Yeah, because tricky it's flat out getting, there. Yeah, the tricky part is getting somewhere where there isn't a lot of trees where you can get something up in the air to catch the wind. So, well, you know, whether based on and if you're in, let's say, the the first one that pops into my head is like Iceland. They have tons of geothermal there but like whatever is good for your region um you buy a house that's not connected to utilities because the property is usually like anywhere from 100 to 150 grand cheaper and then you install like if it's southern california bam solar and battery and and i would even have a backup generator just in case we had a crazy cloudy week and your solar wasn't producing and your batteries are low you can fire up that generator and get those batteries topped off again until the sun comes back out and you know all in for for all of that stuff is probably like 60 grand um and that's that's a big ass solar system with like three batteries and a generator and that's still just in the money you saved from not connecting the utilities as well so Exactly. And, and you never have a power bill. <laughs> That's the dream. Right. You can't beat it. You can use that. Like you could, Oh man, you could use that for indoor lighting to start growing plants or like, even if the weather's not optimal, or if you want to grow something that wouldn't be supported by like naturally just where you live. And then it's like, you could have all your other shit outside. Oh, there's so much stuff. Yeah. Where I was going to ask, is there um like a maintenance that you have to keep up with with these solar panels um, or the battery, like do you have to change out the batteries at a certain time or how does, you know, maintenance work? So the, the batteries, the, the 
the ones that we sell are the Tesla and those, those have a 10 year warranty and they're pretty much totally hands off. So you don't have to, you don't have to say, Hey, the grid's down. Can we use battery power? It does it automatically. And the last time we had an outage, I saw my lights flicker, but a couple of times before that, I didn't even see my lights flicker. Um, and the, the solar in where you guys are, um, I would, I would strongly recommend, well, legally, I would never strongly recommend somebody get up on a ladder in the middle of a snowstorm or anything like that. Um, <laughs> if it was my house, I would totally be up there scraping, you know, snow off of my solar. So my, my solar would produce power. That's, that's kind of the, the maintenance that I can think of. Um, in, in Southern California, we don't get a lot of rain. So usually one, once in the summer, I'll wake up super early in the morning and go out and spray water and squeegee my solar panels. And that's, I'm done for the year. That's pretty yeah. hands off. That's, that's, that's Let real. Didn't forget it. Oh my gosh. That sounds wonderful. Um, you did touch on a little bit um, on the uh, somewhat on the political situation, like, you know, how you read clients or what have you, like you see a hammer and sickle, you know, what direction to take. And <laughs> if you, if you see a, I don't know, a fucking a rune, a, a Nordic rune, like lightning bolts, you know, like, Oh, I know what direction to take with these fuckers. Um, just, you know, to touch on the political situation, just for a quick gear shift. Do you feel that at any point in time, like I was, I was doing a little bit of research and I think the last time California voted for a Republican was George H W Bush uh, in 1988, because after that they voted for Clinton twice and then they voted for Gore. And of course they've never, I mean, nobody voted for George W Bush and they went for Barack Obama and so on. Do you think that, that, that that's ever going to change like there's an opportunity for like what kind of candidate would the um the, the the fascist right have to put forth in california to get the majority of the population to click a ticket for them i'm just curious because i i th I, I think that it's impossible now and you have the most populous state in the entire republic which at some point in time, they're going to try to call a constitutional convention. I think it's possible to get rid of the Electoral College, therefore having direct uh, Democratic votes, in which case, you know, you're going to be ruled by the coasts, essentially. So I'm, I'm just saying New York and L.A. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, that's that's all you'll need. Wasn't that's that like the you'll... man in the high castle or high tower or something? <laughs> it was like the coasts and then everybody else is in the middle. And it was that, like totally by the way, divided. Guys, if you haven't watched that now they cut they there was it's a great show from what i understood the book is far better duh as usual but it's it, it, what's really interesting about that is even in the book like like uh brian uh used guys brian with a y over here was saying like yeah, the coast the west coast was controlled by japan and then the east coast up until like where the rocky started that was controlled by the greater german reich <laughs> Uh, and then there was this, quote, neutral zone that ran through the fucking mountains, which was like a lawless area where nobody went in there and bothered anybody, which is exactly where you would find my ass. <laughs> I'm not hanging out. Right. Fuck yeah. Zones. Yeah. Um, but with that, what do you what do you think? Is there an opportunity for um, the uh, reactionary right to put forth a milk toast? No, I'm sorry, Angel. I'm going to use that word. A candidate that's milk toast enough. 
Or um... <laughs> it makes me think of like having like a glass of milk and then you eat toast. Like I, I, I can't. Well, <laughs> Uh, that's i guess that's fine just remember that it's not spelled like that i know uh, but it yeah. just every time i hear it it makes me think of breakfast so may, may, maybe try to church up the pronunciation a little bit so <laughs> sorry milk changes oh, yeah milk. it makes me think a milk steak from it's always sunny in philadelphia <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i've never watched that show oh my god but it. yeah like i get what uh, you're trying to say though like it just has to translate <laughs> That's true. So what do you think, California Brian? What what's your what's your take on that? Oh, I mean that's I feel like so many people here are are lost causes. They see D or R and that's who they vote for. Um it's it's really ingrained into you know even even this being a military town, it's like, oh, well we vote for Republicans because, you know, they care about the military. Or, oh, we, we vote for Democrats because that's who cares about the, the poor people. And I think if, if there were to be a Republican, it would be either, you know, like you said, total like fascist. Um, a lot of stuff would have to change, but populist, fascist, and, and people have, have just been destroyed for so long that they're sick and tired of Democrats, so that's who they vote for. Or the other thing I can see is is someone like, you know, when I think Mitt Romney was from, was he Massachusetts? Yeah. And and he did, you know, Romney Care, which was the precursor to Obamacare right. and all kinds of, of social programs and, and stuff like that. And that's that's the other way I can I can see it kind of going. Okay. I just wanted to get your take. I didn't, uh, I don't think anything will change really um, demographically also because with people moving out of the state that don't agree with, you know, with all due respect, the communist uh, behavior of its uh, left wing, the people that, that can't afford to get the fuck out have gotten out or can continue to get out uh, if they so choose to do so. And the demographic that they court, especially people, uh, you know, uh, people migrating from Mexico um, who will be more you know, inclined to be uh, to, you know, support the party that's kind of supported them or at least not called them invaders or some other, you know, horrible garbage that has been said about them or what have you. Um, I don't see that changing at all. Now, getting back to uh, solar energy, you said now I'm correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm still trying to visualize everything that you have. You run a pool off of your solar power like we're not talking about the one that you buy at walmart and fucking blow up with the goddamn air pump we're talking about a legit swimming pool in the fucking ground yep god damn and a well and a well like what are we doing wrong here man like we're just late to the party you just got to start somewhere because what i think is like everyone's like oh wow that's a lot of shit that i have to do so then they never do it but it's like, well, if you started today, it's like you'd still be making progress. And it's like, yeah, it might still be like five or 10 years before you have all the shit you want to have. But that's still better than not having it ever. And that's mm-hmm. kind of been like what's changed about my mindset recently. It's like I have all these books that people are like telling me I should read. And I'm like, well, fuck, I'm never going to have. But it's like, no, I just have to sit down and start doing it. It's like you're afraid you're never going to get done with the list. 
so you don't do anything but it's like no matter what you're never going to be done with the list so it's just like start doing shit and it's fun it's cool i've learned a lot already and it's like none of it was covered in school at all or at least none of the shit i care about was covered in school and then the stuff that they do teach in school it's like i was talking to somebody the other day i was like why do we even have a government class like why the fuck is that a thing everybody like i hated it albeit for different reasons but now thinking back i'm like why did we even need that like why was i seeing people uh toting guns in other countries in history books it's like why did they teach us so much about war because back back then i was like we don't cover war enough that's all i want to learn about but now i'm like no they shouldn't be teaching about it at all <laughs> but, like, it's or at so least weird. at least teaching how horrible it is i mean yeah like it that's it's kind of the same way, like the dare program. It's like, maybe they started with good intentions, but it's like, you just introduced drugs to good. a bunch of kids. Right. So that's like, oh, so that's what crack cocaine. Looks like. <laughs> like, it's like, you don't want none of this shit. And he's like, right? I don't know. I kind of want it. <laughs> I think it's funny that uh, Brian with the Y here just uh, literally uh, described Sisyphus pushing the rock up the hill, but like, you know what? You're never going to finish the list. <laughs> but, but see, that's what it keeps rock up it, that fucking hill. It, it always keeps coming back, back to shit move. like that, though. Like all the, it's all like truisms. It's all like old wives' tales or like just shit you've heard forever. And it's like you say all this complex stuff and then start like reducing it, like finding the least common denominator. And it's like, oh yeah, that's just the myth of Sisyphus. Like that's just a story that I. But it applies to literally everything. Yeah, and it's all just how your mindset affects everything. And also, you know, you know what I see? I, a meme that I really fucking hate seeing on, on social media. I really hate, hate is like, oh, you know, they taught us about the uh, Pythagorean theorem, but never how to do our taxes. Yeah. <laughs> why, why do you want to know how to do them? Number one, they don't even ask. They take it out. They teach you how to evade taxes. In exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they should do. Tax evasion school. Hey, kids. You, you want to keep more of your money? This is what right. you need to do. No. In Minecraft. In Minecraft. Please. Yeah, we're, we we love Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> we, we love communism and all sorts of terrible things that come from Washington, D.C. What was this bullshit I heard today that the Q-tards thought that Trump was going to be president again today? Mm, like they moved. Like <laughs> Did you hear about this shit? I didn't. Please tell The, the secret inauguration. The secret yeah. inauguration where Trump, like the restoration of the Reich was going to happen today. And that Trump would be president again? Yeah, no. Look it up. It look look that shit up. Pull that shit up, Jamie. I'm telling you right now. The <laughs> Pull that shit up, Jamie. The Q-tards really believed. Now the now Trump is still in Mar-a-Lago, um, eating mayonnaise sandwiches while looking at his fucking, uh, you know, probably looking trying to find his dick underneath the gut because it's growing. <laughs> You know, the, I mean, sorry, the dude, you know, he's put on major LBs with the depression from losing. Eating mayonnaise sandwiches. I mean, come on. He's, come on, man. It, it, I mean, he yeah, has. To me, you know. it's so fucking revolting because I hate mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's good, but a little goes a long way. Like, you don't need so much of it. Like, that's all. I, is it mayonnaise everything or is it, may, is this, is this a mayonnaise in ever, like the special sauce on a, on a fucking Big Mac? You have a problem with that too? Well, that's not mayonnaise. That's like pretty it's much Thousand, Thousand Island. Island dressing, and, and, I, and, I, and I do, and I do dislike Thousand Island dressing. It's only but, good on Big Macs. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't like Big Macs. Oh man. I just, I don't okay. Like... So, do you want to know why? Of course, the we want to know why. 
We'll hear, we're here okay. to educate the 17 and a half of you motherfuckers that are still listening to the definition <laughs> right. of that asshole on horseback. Let's have it. It says the idea stems from the belief among some QAnon followers that the United States turned from a country into a corporation after the passage of the District of Columbia Organic Act of 1871. <laughs> it's an odd, unfounded okay. theory drawn from the sovereign citizen movement an extreme libertarian fringe that opposes federal laws, general taxation, and even the U.S. currency on the grounds that they restrict individual rights. <laughs> the, the the libertarians really are the the terrorists, domestic terrorists. Of course, so. right. oh, they're course. really pushing that. Holy shit! They just said too. They just said that dom- anti anti government domestic groups are now the number one threat to the country. So all of you fucking fuckers that have been listening to this show, I hope you get on a boat soon and accidentally lose some of your gear as soon as possible. Because, and by the way, uh, we just passed the anniversary of Waco uh, uh, that the federal agents did not cry when the children were being burned alive in that building. They celebrated and took pictures. Yeah, Yeah. they fucking pictures. Okay. They took no, but talking about domestic terrorism and hate and all that shit, there was the a, ATF. Yeah, them. no, well, yeah, that. But no, I sent. I know I sent it to you on Facebook, but it was like people were like a bunch of people that I knew were sharing this, and it was like the 2020 hate report or something, and they found like 838 like recognized hate groups across the United States, and they've got like a map for like where each one is in each state, and I'm just like, holy fuck! Like somebody's sitting around like just trying to name all these fucking things, like, and like. A bunch of them were like, uh, I mean, I don't really even know what the Proud Boys are doing right now anymore, but it's it's all like shit like that or like the Boog Boys and like all that. Tra- and it's like, I'm sure like the KKK is in there too or something, just whoever they can actually loop them in with. But it's but just. I'm just naturally adverse to groups. Like whenever there's like a group of people doing something, I'm like, mm, I don't like nah. this. I'm like, no. <laughs> Like the the boob boys, I'm like, mm, no. I'll come to their defense. They get wrongly thrown in to the uh, to, to the extremist group in the sense that they're racist. There's been a a, gen, a genuine effort by the legacy media to label them as a racist group. If you look at their uh, their igloo flag, that's not just white people that are on uh, uh, this person's name. His name was Duncan Lemp. Her name was Breonna Taylor. His name was Eric Gardner. They're not a bunch of fucking racists, and I take exception with that. I mean, I think that I I, I come and start it. They started it a while ago, and you motherfuckers haven't shot back. Lexington and Concord hasn't started yet, and I understand why. But just don't go and fucking tell people that you're going to come and start it. Okay, it's kind of like Obama and the red line. Remember that? Well, we're going to cross that red line, Syria. We're going to do something about it. And then they were like, fuck you, I crossed it again. What are you going to do about it, bitch? And we did nothing, which is fine. Now we're doing now we're doing something. You want those $2,000 stimmy checks? No. That money's got to go to the war machine, baby. Yeah, they're about to up taxes to 52% or some shit. Don't worry. We'll put a rainbow flag on the bombs. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. About, about the taxes. So I've been researching. Um, I've just been throwing money into investments, like IRAs, all kinds of 401k to lower my taxable income uh, as much as possible. And then when I hit 45 I am going to, uh, in Minecraft, um, sell all of my investments, put it into Monero, 
And in Bolivia, they have what's called like an early retirement program that you can go down at 45. And there's no capital gains tax. There's no import tax, none of that stuff. You just can't do business with um, citizens in Bolivia and, and you have to deposit $24,000 into a bank account a year. Okay, that's a good plan. That's a good plan. I hear that it's good for your allergies down there because you're it's the Andes mountain range, correct? That's the Andes mountain. So it's a little bit drier down there. That's where all the coca leaves come from. I was going to say that that, that's, I thought that was the point you were making. (laughs) No, no, no. I know that because I I don't want to insinuate that you're going to go down. Listen, I, uh, my father used to work for general tire, which was one of the big tire companies here in Akron. And he did an audit. Um, on a tire plant down in Bolivia. And he said that the, um, the indigenous people, they would take coca leaves and use it like chewing tobacco. And, and, it's, and it was a completely different effect than what you have from nose candy. It's not even the same thing. It, it oh, adds, yeah, it's they, like they, they compare it, it to like, yeah. like a powerful cup of coffee or something. You exactly. Know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't feel like Tony Montana. You just, and no. they do that to go up and down the mountain and, and harvest and work. So they can have energy, which I thought was very interesting. So, no, I would there be no insinuation that you were going to go down there and start a ski resort and, you know, do all sorts of fun stuff in the powder. I wasn't making that insinuation whatsoever. But for those of us and I uh, and I'm not including um, Angel or Christopher or Brian with the Y, those of us that are poor, me. I'm going to stay right. Like I'm, I'm Walter from fucking the Big Lebowski. I'm staying. I'm finishing my coffee. <laughs> my coffee. That's me. He's, he's gonna jump out of a car with a suitcase full of dirty underwear. The <laughs> Gotta have the ringer, dude. The <laughs> Laundry, the, the whites. whites. <laughs> uh, to, the to ringer, back, dude. That was a great movie. Um, uh, to get back to what you were talking about, though, with the hate groups. Right now, I'm working on my thesis for my master's, and I'm doing white supremacy. Um, and not groups, but individuals. And I had to do I had to do a case study. And one of them, for example, was that fucker that was down in El Paso that opened up with a Wasser on a Walmart because he hated uh, people that were Mexican or Latin American. And of course, all of them are filled with Jew hating garbage. It's just, it's disgusting. Like it's hard to read this shit. And that fucker Dylan Roof that that shot up the church in uh, in Charleston. Do you know that they 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 prayed with him? And they 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 tried to like he said that he almost didn't go through with it because those people were so nice to him that he had a hard time killing them because the people at that African Methodist Episcopalian church were so kind to him. Jesus that, yeah, no, no, no. It's hard to read that shit. But the thing and is, he still did it and like, he still, he still did it like, you know, it's it's horrible to read. It's really it's bad. It's it bothers me. But what bothers me, too, is like this. The Proud Boys are, fu- are, are ridiculous because they were chaired by a FBI informant who flipped on his friends. We, we talked about that on this show. Um, the Boog Boys, like we've joked about it, like I said, but the, I can't, you can't throw them like, oh, well, you know, there were some of them that were, you know, that are. Ra- well, OK, there's fucking racists in the Democratic Party. Like any group, right. any group. Any, well, I mean, and that's just like enough. that's typically like when a leftist doesn't have any other 
means to dismantle a group or make oh, them yeah. look bad. Like that's like just that's their panic button. Like the funniest uh, thing though, uh, is there's more racist, racist people <laughs> yeah. on the left than there are in the boog movement. But it's like nobody's right. talking about that. They're like, oh, let's talk about that fucking group of people over there. Deflect and, as much as possible. Well, like, I think there's a reason for that too, because the boog boys specifically hate the fucking police. Which, yeah. which makes them attractive. And they're all a lot of them seem to be combat veterans as well. Yeah, it's, we, it's so strange how most of those people tend and to. We, we talk about that. Remember that we have like even on Twitter, I'm sure that you see it too, California, Brian. There are so many veterans that have converted to anarchism and hate the government because they experience government inefficiency and stupidity on a direct level like yeah. we could sit back here and make fun of it because we see it but they lived it not to mention i know that um with uh brian with a y he was a, he's a former reservist i know that they inject people with all sorts of shit as test bunnies like you know like you don't do you really know what injections people are getting when you have to go like through basic training and they're like oh okay. you get you literally walk through a line and they just like stick you with needles and shit and it's like they tell you what it is but it's like it could be fucking anything it could be anything but it's like yeah, yeah i don't know but um no, but no, that's like the crazy thing is like I'm getting into gardening now and it's like all the communities I'm like falling into and learning shit from. It's like, oh, this guy was in the army. This guy was a Marine. This guy. And it's like all these guys were like, yeah, I got out, realized that like everything is shit and I need to know how to do as much as I can on my own. And it's like always the same kind of person. And it's like I've I my unit was full of them. But it's like you also have the people that are on the inside that are like to you they're there for all the wrong reasons but it's like maybe they're there for all of the right reasons and it's like that's what the fucking system wanted because then they're gonna get out and then they become law enforcement and then that's like they oh, just yeah. carry that end of it throughout their entire lives so it's like ah oh, it's so strange it is it's strange. like you can find that in every organization too and it's like oh yeah uh or if you go work for a big company it's like all of that it's like i see traces of my old unit every single day and i'm just like oh my fucking god like it's the same <laughs> it's like i'm afraid one day like literally some people are just going to take off masks and be like no it's been me the whole time motherfucker like i'm just waiting for it though because honestly it's the same and it's like i'll talk about it and there's other people that were in the like that served in some shape or form that are there too and like i'll make a joke of like something that like somebody else would understand if they were there and they're like yeah no like that's actually pretty true and then like people that don't have that background they're like what the fuck are you talking about and you're like if you ever wonder what it's like to be in the military like imagine you just had to push a broom here all day and then like some your boss like tossed you a gun and said you had to know how to use that it's like basically the same experience <laughs> like it's so weird it is weird um but as far as like these uh these domestic groups like Christopher said, and I have to agree with him, that it is a big fail safe for the, like it's a safety valve for the hard left to lump everybody into a racist category. There are racist groups out there. Make, make no mistake about it. Okay. Yeah, There's, for sure. They, we saw them at Charlottesville. They showed up and showed their ass all over town about Jews not replacing them and all sorts of horrible garbage. I mean, I, I, I was really disgusted by that for obvious reasons. First of all, being a human being. And then secondly, you know, half of my family, these motherfuckers want to murder. Not, not a fan of any of them at all. Um, but there are def there are genuine like groups out there who see, that's the thing about like, I don't know, man, like Nazis, you either have to like, they, it's kind of funny how they're similar to communists, right? The communists will tell you that you never had real communism, even though, it seems to be the same kind of thing that happens every time. 
you know, no, but that was just American foreign intervention. That like, sure it was. Yeah, I've heard that before. They had to stop it because it was working so well. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. The starvation yeah. was working. Everything was going swimmingly after we murdered half the population via starvation. Hey, we got there was enough resources to go around then. Yeah. <laughs> then everybody could eat. Um, yeah. But you see, the Nazi people do the same thing. Either they're Holocaust deniers, which is which is equally as ridiculous as people who deny the Holodomor that took place in Ukraine that killed 7 million people in one year uh, that, that starved them to death, by the way. I mean, forcibly, um, deliberately. And then you have others who like who the Nazis will look, some of them will look and be like, yeah, yeah, we got, we got 6 million Jews. And if we get our crack at it, we're, we're going to fucking do it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, either, at least they're upfront with you about it. <laughs> like, well, I'd rather both of them be like, that's the other thing too, with the, with the marginalizing of these groups and not allowing them on the social media you are validating their narratives by pushing them away. You're validating the narrative right. by, by, by making them, by pushing them into the dark corners of wherever they're hiding. And then that's that are going to say to the in group. Oh, see, see you guys. Right. They're persecuting right. us. I was going to say, yeah, they're making the, the, the loudest voices look like fucking prophets. Right. <laughs> yeah. Richard Spencer doing. is still on fucking Twitter. Yeah. Rich, Richard Spencer is a legit national socialist. He is a real Nazi. And that guy is still on Twitter. But if you tweet something about, you know, the boog or what have you, have that in your, uh, you know, big luau or something, you're getting the fucking boot and you have to go over to Gab or some bullshit like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's. But how could you want to be a part of something that is connected to literally like they they were almost successful in eradicating an entire like population of like an entire race of of people mm -hmm. like why would you want to like none of that is cool because they don't look at them <laughs> as being human no but like why though like that's the thing like i don't i don't get how you can be a nazi and like this day and age like i i don't understand why that still that mindset still is around like how how do they still make people like that um it's a great question and I can't answer that, but yeah, they are still around. And I think first of all, because it's marginal, it has an appeal to certain, to a certain group of the, uh, a certain part of the population, excuse me. I think that the more you make something marginal, it will appeal to marginal minds as it were. So maybe they're LARPing and saying, Oh, you know, cause you, you have, if somebody sees a swastika out on the street, it's going to have an immediate effect, right? Like, it's like that, that aesthetic right there is immediately off-putting it, it's going to attract attention and attention negative or positive for some people is the same thing i'm getting your attention no matter what no matter what right now the question is do they really truly believe the narrative well given the examples that i just talked about uh, recently there are people who legitimately buy that bullshit like the white genocide um the uh the great replacement theory all this horseshit that was the great made replacement up. theory the great right. replacement theory is being engineered by the by the jews it's like a modern protocols of the elders of zion if you've ever heard of that the protocols of the elders of zion was written by a czarist officer in nicholas the um uh reign right before he was booted out at the at the end it might have been his dad maybe it was his father but i think it i think he was he's a czarist agent either way and that's what he used to explain that the Jews were trying to had the sinister plot to take over the world. Well, isn't it interesting that the protocols of the elders of Zion came from Russia 
and had a huge influence on some fucking Austrian corporal in the first world war that got kicked out of, of, um, of the Vienna art school that next thing, you know, he's, you know, diverting resources from the Eastern front to make sure that Auschwitz is running on time. You know what I mean? So this fit and it's a, it's a forgery. It's a complete, it's, it's baseless. It's garbage. Well, the great replacement theory, unfortunately was um, written by a gentleman who has the last name Camus. And it was written in 2000. Yeah, I know because my, one of my personal heroes is Albert Camus who has nothing to do with that whatsoever. What are the fucking odds? Like, <laughs> what are the fucking odds? It's absurd. Um, like it-, it is absurd. But this, uh, this theory is that the Jews are engineering a replacement of people of European, uh, Western European ancestry uh, by people who are Muslim and who are sub-Saharan Africans. Uh, I, I, I think it also has to do with the, uh, the Mexicans as well. And they're saying, oh, that's why they're trying to bring all of or allow all this go. illegal immigration and did you hear that shit where they said that they saw stars of David on the trucks bringing migrants up to the border? And that instead, that was, yeah, some people were, yeah, it's no bullshit. Look, you can go on, on the interwebs and look it up for yourself. No, there is wild shit out there. And there are people dumb enough to buy it. And the problem is, is that they act on it and with tragic effect. The thing about that, too, is I think that people say like if you disagree at all with like maybe the idea of israel though people automatically lump you in with like all of those people and it's like oh you're just anti-semitic you are a white supreme like whatever and it's like well wait a minute it's like it's apartheid happening like to the palestinians are just getting pushed out and they're holding less and less and less and it's like objectively that is just what's happening but it's like if you say anything like that at all on the internet it's like oh so you just hate the jews like how could you possibly say any of this anti-semitic shit and then you immediately get tossed into that camp and it's just like what happened like i don't understand you'll what find is going on you'll find a lot of reformist jews here in the united states of america who will share that opinion who do feel that the palestinians have been treated on you know, very unfairly yeah um, but because like i'm not saying it's like because what the whole idea behind it is like the Jewish people need like a safe place. And this is also like, according to their text, like the Holy land. Yeah. There's, sky like, there's other people already there. Like they are living wizard. there right now. Yeah. Both, both their sky wizards say that that's their land. Yeah. And that's it's where like, we're it's, at right now. And it's the same with Islam, right? Because it's like, those are the three big monotheistic religions that all share like Jerusalem. Well, yeah, because the, uh, in or, Jerusalem, has the Al-Asqua mosque where Muhammad ascended to heaven, the rock right. that he flew. And then the, the mosque is built on top of the, uh, the old temple of Solomon where the wailing wall is. So if yeah. you want to get rid of one, you got, you, you have, Oh no. Oh no. It's a fucking wreck. It, it, it's a, oh, it, cause it has been for like ever. Right. Like I, that has just been the spot. Like big black, like cube. That's that- in Mecca. Yeah, what's what where they go that? for the Hajj? Yeah, yeah, what's the that Hajj. all about? Uh, I don't know what the ro- I'm I'm not a Muslim scholar. I don't know anything. All I know is that they go around at a certain amount of rotations uh, during their pilgrimage to the holy city. Because that's like everyone in their lifetime that follows or is like a devout follower of that faith has to do that, right? With if you have the financial means to do so, right? Yeah, yeah. As long as you are able, you should. Like, yeah. I don't know what the rock is made out of. I have no idea if it was it's a meteorite. I don't I don't know what I, I have no idea. Does it have things inscripted on it? Like, I feel like it's 
Doesn't it have like I'm not 100 percent sure. They probably have something. It looks like they built on top of it. Like they made a shrine out of the rock itself. Like I'm I'm not trying to be funny either. I don't have a problem. No, no, no. no. I just have no idea. Like I know but, that it's there and I know they go around it. Yeah. That's about it. That's 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 about it. So yeah, Mecca Medina and Jerusalem are the three big ones. Well, Mecca Medina, you're never gonna get. And Jerusalem, I mean, if they, if I, I don't know, dude, like it's fucked up. Like, cause like the safest place to move people after World War II that are Jewish would be the fucking United States of America or Canada. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, why would you want to go back to that? Fu- no disrespect. But now you get to like fan the flames a little bit. And anytime there's trouble, it's like, oh, we have justification for the military industrial complex. Like we can, we have to, we have to spend a ton of money over there to make sure that everything's safe. And it's like, we have to take care of them. And now that's just like, well, we have our foothold over in the Middle East now. So like we can build from that, but it's like at the very least we now have Israel. Yeah. Well, it's a major Western outpost in the middle of a hostile, well, hostile for many different reasons, uh, none of which because the people were just mad to begin with. No. Deal with being fucked with over and over and over again. But you also have, uh, what's the canal that's over there? Suez. Yeah, the Suez Mm -hmm. Canal. It's like, so that's already like a hot spot. Wait, wait. Once again, Angel's going to hate to hear this, but this all goes back to World War (laughs) One. No, it doesn't. All that shit belonged to the fucking Ottoman Empire, okay? And when they collapsed, the Western powers carved all that shit up, and then they created the Sykes-Picot Act. There's no such thing as Iraq. There never was. It was called fucking either Babylon or Persia, okay? The Persians owned all of that shit for the longest period of time. Well, don't people get mad now if you say Persia? Because they're like, that's racist or something. Like, I've... Oh, I, I don't that. care. I, I I'm going to say whatever I want, and it's not a right. of either. But no, if it's like if it's like it wasn't Iraq until like a bunch of fucking white uh, people carved. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. So it's like technically, it's worse to call it that. Like, well, and what's fucked up is like at least with Iran, which was Persia, and those people are Persians. Okay, and speak Farsi. That 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 country at least is ethnically united, right? Because as a majority Persian population. How many fucking different people? Sunni, Shia, right? Then you have the Kurds in the north. The Iraq is not a unified like they're they're, they're not uh, they don't they don't have the same ethnicities. They don't have, like even their like the religion for the Kurds is secondary to being a Kurd. They're all Muslims, but being a Kurd is more important than being a Muslim. But yet the the Shiite and the Sunni, and I think that was that Saddam was a Sunni, and they were a minority who were ruling over the majority. So that's why it turned into a shit show when they got kicked out, because then the Shiite took over and wanted to get retribution for all the fucking years they got. You don't want anything to do with that hot mess. And thank you, George W. Bush. And there's the Chaldeans as well. Oh, the Christians? Yeah. Yeah, that they were literally crucifying um, that ISIS was crucifying, uh, literally nailing them to crosses on top of buildings. But yeah, we had to go in there. Like, say what you will about that fucking asshole that was there before. But it, I, I wouldn't live there. But while he was there, I mean, things were a lot different, even for women, for Christ's sake. Even women were going to college and were able to drive cars and shit like that. And then once they booted out the old man, oh, no, we're going back to Sharia. Your ass is in the kitchen wearing a burqa. Like, it's bad fucking news. Like, you don't want anything to do with that place. Like, that, is, like, that, that country, if we're going to call it that, it needs to be divided at least in the three. At least in the three. And then Iran, 
But then it's where fun. are you going to draw the lines? And then there's going to be conflict over that. And it's just like, it's just going to be a factory. I, of... I, 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 I posit that we should give it back to the fucking Ottoman Empire and let them run the whole goddamn thing. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's the prison we built for ourselves, basically. Like, just be well, yeah. dicks. But... And that's not even fucking talking about Afghanistan, which those of you who are fans of the show, including uh, Brian from California, we have a major guest that's going to be talking about um, Afghanistan in about oh a week yeah in about a week so stay tuned for that but yeah we got totally off solar now and now we're back at world war one but it all loops it all ties together i promise you like every goddamn every goddamn conversation with jay is a fucking game of six degrees of world war one it is. <laughs> but it's like, like is this we like be pre- talking about Taco Bell and that motherfucker will find a way is to relate it to World War One. The construction where he's trying to get to it, or does it just happen anyway because it was already there? Like, I am not ashamed. I, 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 I am guilty, and I fucking do it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, does anybody have anything else before we wrap up? Uh, this show that was well organized for about 45 minutes and then it went absolutely hey, that's way, probably yeah, like a record way, way honestly you know what like i think i was the only one that tried to stay on topic of solar like i i, I kept asking you're always on to on point no, it's I'm the not. rest of us that are fuckheads <laughs> nope Thank i'm you. always changing the subject and- so we're we're goddamn heathens that's our problem <laughs> yeah we we really i are. just wanted to know about the clouds and then other than that everything was like i learned so much <laughs> i um, anybody have anything else? Uh, Brian from California, do you have anything else that you would like to uh, uh, to add? Uh, do you have anything to plug anywhere where people can find more information about um, the industry that you're in and that you're promoting? Here? So to I, I think Brian had a kind of a question about, you know, making a list and kind of checking stuff off the list. Um, I'm just working with the customer here and he's like, hey, I have I have eight thousand dollars like. I know I'm not going to be able to buy a solar system that's going to offset my whole bill. So you can do it incrementally as well. So let's say you have, you know, a couple grand saved up, bam, you get like two or three panels and, and hook that up and, and start producing power that way. And then you can just keep adding more and more and more to it. So that's, that's definitely a, it's, it's incremental that, that you can kind of build up from there. And then, Plugs wise, um, I'm on Instagram at, at free underscore from underscore gov and Twitter at, I think it's free from gov, no underscores. All right, excellent. Um, this Christopher Brian with a Y. You guys have anything before we uh, wrap up? Nope. Um, don't mention anything about the First World War or we'll be I'm, here for another hour. I wasn't going to, but I uh, I actually just picked up that book by T.E. Lawrence, though. That's pretty funny. Uh, the seven How about that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I'm not going to. So I'm that's the Ottoman anything. Empire. That's like the uh, the rev- the revolution, basically. Um, that's interesting. So and I just got another book about it's like all the works of Julius Caesar that I'm excited for. But right. Uh, I, cool. I don't think I have anything to contribute though now. <laughs> All right. How about you, boss? No, I don't have anything. I just want to thank California Brian for coming on. Um, and you're always welcome on the show. And we could talk about solar panels or whatever you want. So you're always welcome back. Nice. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome to come. We first of all, we appreciate your li- listenership. You've been uh, our loyal uh, uh, listener 
and, and contributor, at least communicating with us since like, you know, the beginning. So we're very grateful for your friendship and for your listenership. So I think it's really rad to have you come on. And this is a really important topic. All jokes aside, it sincerely is important, you know, for those of us who are looking to be sustainable, but also you're not forget about sustainability. It means nothing. I mean, uh, next to survivability, you know, staying alive, uh, you know, in the face of especially those poor folks in Texas who literally got no help from anybody like they were out on their own. And they were screwed because once again, when, um, you know, when lives matter, the government is very, very slow to move if it moves at all. So this is a very important topic. Oh, shit. You know, so I appreciate it. Uh, we all do appreciate it real quick. I haven't talked about it in a while. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to our official sponsor, Akron Apothecary, also known as Todd the Gays, very gay soap. If you got a dirty ass, he's got soap for that ass. I would like to, you know, let you guys know that you could check out this awesome soap that he has. It's it's cold press, made right here in the Great Western Reserve of Northeastern Ohio. Sweet tobacco, cocoa butter. That's one of the flavors. That's right. It's a flavor. You, you walk with <laughs> it. You don't eat it. He's got plain old soap that doesn't have anything. Man soap. And he's got orange, shea butter, and sea salt, orange and cocoa butter, coconut citrus sorbet, and sea salt. Check him out. It'll be in the show notes. It's always in the show notes, even though we haven't mentioned them. Todd the Gays, very gay soap. If you get a hold of him, make sure that you tell him that the name has to be changed at some point to Todd the Gays, very gay soap, because he's got soap for all of those asses. Gay, straight, trans, no matter what color you are, whatever creed you believe in, even statist asses can be cleaned with this soap. So please patronize our friend. It's soap for everybody. It is soap for the people. Can confirm. Many such cases. Um, with that, I would like to thank once again, California, Brian, for joining us. Uh, please, uh, you know, send us an email if you want to talk again about this subject or if you have any questions, make sure you follow him on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can get us at info at useguyspod.com or useguysinthat at gmail.com. And we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at useguyspod. We have our own website, useguyspod.com, which there is a blog up there. I'm working on updating it once again. Thank you very much. Just go check out the one that's already up there and the other two. You can read those in the meantime. Also, you can support us on Patreon for two bucks a month. You get more content. The B-sides that we record there, there's, I don't know, what is it, 15 hours of crap that we have on there that we're talking? And it's a very low price. It's only one price. It's two bucks. You get in if you want to support us and you have a chance to win a T-shirt because I am the uh, the Irish Oprah of T-shirts. You get a T-shirt. You get a T-shirt. And maybe you'll get a T-shirt. <laughs> With that being said, from all of us, thank you once again, California Brian, for your time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll uh, we'll be talking to you guys very soon. Thank you very much. Oh, don't forget to like and subscribe on fucking YouTube and bit shoot. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you. Peace.